Hey there, folks. It's the Uticast episode 215. Numbers just keep getting bigger, and I still keep staying the same age. I don't even get any older. It's wild. My face still looks great. I'm definitely not tired and miserable all the time. Uh, thankfully, my good friend from the Observer Dispatch, Kate Giacovelli, is here to lift my spirits for a great conversation this week. Uh, also this week, Heather's back. She finally found time in her busy schedule for her little podcast friends to come talk with us. Uh, we're also going to talk about Woodstock again for some reason. Chanted Forest, uh, The Irishman, Digital De-Aging, History Lessons, Questions from Blogs, and the Top songs for 1999 all this and so much more folks we are happy as always to have you here Good. It wasn't my fault. Kind of. I had to work. They said everyone had to work. Well, I just because well, they pay you, you go there. Unbelievable. <laughs> was it like was it like getting in prep for a brew fest? Was that what was getting you guys we last had, week? I don't. We have Monday free nights. We have two, oh, two nights okay. where we do two times. We do free nights for the community. You get a good crowd for that. People yeah. come out. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I had a nice time. That's a really good idea. Yeah. For the hour and a half that so I was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I don't drink all that much, so yeah. for me, it's like I wasn't. I was like, well, what am I gonna do here? I guess I'll sample some sours. Did, and then did I'll, you though? Did you I did. I had a, no. I had a couple. I had a couple samples of some small things. I feel like when you're in walking distance to your home, all bets should be off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a half hour walk. I did look looked it up on the on the internet to half walk. an hour because you got to walk all. We the walked way. back a couple years ago. That was half an hour. It didn't feel like it. We were, we were talking, talking and drinking. Too. We were yeah. talking and drinking. Having a good time. We were talking By yourself. Walking all in the lonely. Heat. And then you have to walk up the hill. Yeah, I w- well, I probably could have found The walk home is different. That's yeah. that's different. That's fine. Uh, welcome back to the show, folks. It's the Uticast, episode 215. Joining us this week, uh, again, weird coincidences, I didn't plan it, and what is almost her exact two-year anniversary of being on the show. She was on episode 113. Uh, Katie Giacovelli is back, the uh, marketing and events manager for the Observer Dispatch. Great time talking to her. Uh, I finally thanked her for nominating me for that award, that prestigious oh, she award. Was, oh, yeah, she was the one when he won yeah. that, when he won the prestigious oh. award. She was the one who nominated him. Secretly. That was good. She That's got, awesome. She got mad at me a couple times for saying for calling her busy. Uh, but to be fair, it took me forever to get her on the podcast because she's so busy all the time. So the moral of the story is if you want to come on the show and be a guest, all you have to do is nominate Sam for an award. Yeah, wow. nominate. Just, if you know of any <laughs> awards out there that yeah. Sam's eligible for, nominate uh, him and you can come be on the show. We talked a lot about... Heather won't be here. You'll just fill in. Hey! <laughs> Every other week. We, we talked a lot about uh, drama clubs. We were in drama club together. Um... And we also talked a little bit about the Cats trailer. So if you want oh, any deep, that. are you guys looking at I a penny? Seen that. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> I care so much about what you're saying right uh, now. No, thanks, guys. Uh, no, uh, we talked a bit about drama. We talked a bit about the Cats trailer. Did we talk about the Cats trailer on the show? No, Since I've only seen out? you talk about it with Aaron on Twitter. <laughs> it's seen, about right. I've seen that's all I've seen from that. We might have talked about it last week. I don't know. I wasn't here. I, I wouldn't know. You weren't here. You didn't know. Uh, again, it's still weird. I watched it again after we talked about it. It still makes me kind of creeped out. 
Uh, I need to watch it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it when we're done. Uh, We had a nice long conversation uh, also this week. Um, I just wanted to uh, to shout out. This is a good weird one. Get out of the way. Wrestling legend Harley Race passed away this week. So, Harley Race. I mean, mm. I always always enjoyed the natural Harley Race. He was a badass dude from the NWA. You remember Harley Race? I don't. I mean, know. I don't remember him as an actual wrestler. He was like eighty years old. I liked his promos. He used to do this thing with his voice, where he sounded like he was very, he was angry, but he was controlled. I don't know. He scared me when I was a kid. Mm. I used to watch the, the promos for him. So Harley yes, Race. Uh, and Kevin, <laughs> it's good. He was good. Uh, Harley Race. Look up a good Harley Race promo. Uh. Kev, we went to the cage match improv show earlier this week. I we wanted did. To be, we what did, did you think of the improv? I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, everybody was doing a good job. People were getting right after it. Boy. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Uptown Theater to watch oh, the improv. Cool. It was really cool. Uh, I hate when I miss that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, you uh, you had no... Ch- you blew us off this weekend because you were supposed to come to my house after Brewfest when I everyone was celebrating. Uh-huh. I can explain that. And and then you, you had no child. He was out of town. I know. No child out of town. I know. You were going to stop by and you bailed. No, you bailed. I didn't. The back door was open at my house when I got home and I was freaked out. So I needed to get a hold of my husband to find out if he left it open. And he didn't get back to me for an hour and a half. I'm probably a little bit uh, the wrong guy to ask because it seems like my front door is open all the time. So I'm not even worried about it anymore. Uh, but I feel like there's a time and place where that would have made me like because I was in Brooklyn and I walked upstairs okay, and my yeah. door was open. I'm like, I'm gonna <laughs> just walk see if the boys are in there before I just go burst. Well, in. this was like eleven o'clock at eleven thirty at night, and I was by yourself. By myself. Yeah, it makes sense. No, no I, I feel you. Was it anything? No, it wasn't. It was left. He knew it was open and forgot to tell me. What was it like open like a jar or well, just whole, unlocked? It was a sliding door and it was open. Oh, a sliding door. It was like one of the big sliding, uh, you know, sliding out back porch door. Then the bugs in? Yeah, well, the screen was kind of part open, too. So I was really nervous that someone got in the house. See, okay, when you first you said this story, me. I was thinking that, like, your front door was just open. No. Right? She said sure. back door. said back door. Well, either I mean, I'm thinking, like, a door, though, like uh, like an actual swing door. No, like but a it was slide a door. I feel like I'm less concerned that that's open. I feel like I'm more prone to leave that open by mistake. Yeah, if you leave a regular hanging point. door just wide open, you're an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So by the time I, just open to the that, elements. I, I didn't I lost energy of wanting to come over. I just worked. I understand. Myself, so you missed out tired. on Domino's Pizza, though. And uh, what did we watch? We watched Domino's. We had Domino's Pizza. We watched Monster Truck Racing from the 1990s. We, we were watching a lot of Monster I wasn't here for it either. It makes you feel any better. Yeah, you were at your show. How was Vernon yeah. Downs? Burning uh, yeah. Downs makes one uh, makes one realize just how much they've built up at Turning Stone. <laughs> well, then, uh, I mean, it was a it was a cool room. It was a lot of fun. There were people out dancing. People were having a good time. But it just like it's a casino, and so in casino, I always think Turning Stone is the place yeah. you go to yeah. when you go in there, and it makes you realize just how legit it is up there because it was just like a huge room. But they got a nice place. Everybody works there. It was really nice. I feel yeah, like the I, hotel and everything. I confuse Vernon Downs with Saratoga Raceway for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't you, ever, think... you ever been to Saratoga? I don't remember. You ever been to Vernon Downs? I don't remember You wouldn't. Anymore. You wouldn't confuse the two. That's true. I, how far away is Vernon Downs? I'm getting the wrong idea of like how 20 far. Minutes? 20 minutes? Maybe? Oh, so we're talking. I just did yeah, a yeah, tour yeah. there Vernon. like a month ago. Vernon, right. Yeah, 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 yeah I they guess. They gave us a tour of the back where the horses were and everything. I didn't see any of that stuff. No, I went to a I wedding a there one time and it was beautiful. You're out on a deck overlooking the track and everything for like the cocktail hour and yeah. appetizers and everything, and it was really, really nice. One of the nicest weddings I've ever been to, actually. 
Uh, all right, so let's get into some some news this week I have written down. Um, I've tried to keep it as light as possible this week. Lots of light stuff this week. I didn't cover any of the harsh topics going on in the world. There seems to be a lot of coverage of that already. Uh, so I tried to keep some things that were uh, that were light. And let's start off with the lightest possible news uh, after we've talked about it for whatever reason. It's finally officially over. No more Woodstock this year. They officially canceled it. It's no more. We can stop talking about it forever. It's been canceled. It's been canceled. It took a long time saying it. <laughs> it took a really long time to say it, but as of July 31st, officially canceled. It was canceled before it started. Uh, I Again, I'm a little tiny, tiny bit surprised that this wasn't a bigger deal. That they didn't... Maybe it was just because they couldn't get the, the, the deal in place in the first place, but would this have been a big deal if it had gone off 50th anniversary of Woodstock? Would it have gotten a lot of people here, you think? If they had pulled it off to get the thing going on, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare. It would have fallen apart, yeah. Really? Just, no faith at all. Well, <laughs> even, how, even going to K-Rock was a nightmare. Yeah. You, this would be even bigger. I mean, look at, yeah. Like, K-Rock at, was a nightmare. Every year when you try to get in there, it was Look terrible. at how they True. operate. Like, I mean, people do festivals all the time now. If you can't even get it enough to get the doors open... That doesn't give me faith that you were going to pull it off if you did get the doors open. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, uh, that's all right. Not happening. There was rumors that it was going to go to Maryland, which or I was... Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, after that point in time, just call it something else. Yeah. Just, I think it should be done. I think 99 killed it, and we should just leave it alone. I mean, we watched Lollapalooza a little bit on YouTube, because they're streaming it live right now over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I didn't go to Lollapalooza from what I watched. <laughs> yeah, that band was whack. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, they are doing a music festival um, in the place where they held Woodstock on the 50th anniversary. Yes, that's right. With a bunch, like, there actually <laughs> yeah. is a reunion. Like, there is yes. a thing going on. It's just not the big, like, the big giant. splashy yeah. canceled one. But, like, yeah, they're having, like, uh, yeah, I think I read John about Fogarty that. and Santana and some, like, Crosby oh. Stills and all them boys. Nice. Santana. Something like that. They got a lot of people out in, like, you know, Saugerties or wherever the original thing was. You gonna go? Yeah, talking like you. It's not for me, but for people who like that kind of thing, who you know want to go relive the original Woodstock. Uh, speaking of uh, things people like in New York, uh, did you guys? What do you guys feel about the Enchanted Forest before we get into this story? I love it. You love the Enchanted Forest. Love it. Yeah. Where the fun stops at six. <laughs> dun dun. Harsh, hard stop. <laughs> it is at though. Six. Every time it's time get to go, out. it's never time to go. Uh, earlier this uh, earlier this month. Enchanted Forest Water Safari was ranked as the fourth best water park in the country on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Uh, the other three are all in Florida, which you would assume I means mean, they're all you, like... What can you uh, do? That's... I don't know if it means, like, water park, like... Does that include, like, the Disney theme parks? Or are those, like, in a separate category That's, of, like, they're giant... Whole entity. They're are you talking, like, yeah, individual... Like Typhoon Lagoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can I mean? swim with the sharks. That is a little bit better than... Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, when I was a kid, I kind of thought that the Enchanted Forest was trash. Right? Like, I was what? under the... I don't what? know. I, I assumed it was... Because it's in the when middle When you were a child? Were, not, like, in, like, the level, teens. Like, early okay. teens. Middle I, teens, right? I can like, see that. Because I thought when I went there when I was a teen, it wasn't as cool as But funny. then I went to, like, other regional water parks. Like, yeah, in different like, parks. Yeah, there's, that like... terrible. Once I got a look at, like, what the other ones of the world look like, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Tiana Forest is, like, the Cadillac of water parks. I remember, I remember going to another one. And I have to admit, like I've said it before, they have that new section they built in the back since when we were kids. Oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. Great. They've put a very large re- they've put a very large investment in the park since when we were kids. Like even that time when you were like a teen and I'm you thought it was trash. Really? Yeah. I haven't gone yet this year. I yeah. feel like I usually go once a year with my nieces and nephews, but for whatever reason, like it hasn't happened this year. Mm. I feel like I'm taking Kaz because I want to go myself. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, is Kaz good in the water? He has to wear tubes and that thing. I mean, uh, earplugs because that's earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I had that when I was a kid. Yeah. I went as a little kid. I didn't like water slides as a little kid because I was not a great swimmer. So I'm never. Do- I wasn't doing like the the Kilimanjaro or the the, the kil- no Kilimanjaro is horrible. I never. I never went down. That. I, don't <laughs> That's a I never horrible. understood why anyone wanted to do it's that a water horrible. slide. It's not fun. You get it's one wedgie of those a tan. I don't yeah. understand it. I never did it. It didn't appeal to me. No. Me and my brother-in-law Randall. Shout out to Randall and Don because we were trading back and forth. Did the ones where you do that? It's a little shorter, but you race next oh, yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Like you guys are on the duels. Again, it, you get yourself a wedgie, but it was good for bragging rights. But that was I, fun, though. I was like like the tube ones, like Raging Rapids, like yeah. White Waters, and those ones where you're sitting in a tube, yes. or like the Amazon, you get the big six-person yeah, tube. Yeah, that was fun. Amazon is tough, though, because if you get too many people in there, the tube sort of just drags along the bottom of the water. Like, there's not enough current to get it yeah. down when it's like a full car. Sometimes you gotta shimmy. You gotta shimmy a little bit through the side. I, uh... I have up and down opinions about the wave pool, depending on how many people were at the park that day. Mm. It's really the only thought I have on the wave pool. They have a ride, and I'm going to screw up the name of it because it's been a while. It's called, like, the Curse of the Silverback. Yes. Right? And it's a tube ride, and what it basically does is it flushes you down a toilet. Yeah. That's kind of a cool ride. It's like a one. big it's a big purple toilet with, a like, a gorilla standing in the middle, and then yeah. you roll down the thing. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah Chain of Forest Water Safari. I dig it. What do we have visitors in the green room? You guys keep looking Always. back there. Oh, just looking at stuff. Do your thing. Uh, all right, you guys want to... In the zone. You guys, <laughs> you guys want a quick report about the millennials? There's a new report about millennials out. Oh, gee. Uh, it's kind of a depressing one. It says 22% of millennials say that they have no friends at all. No friends. It's because they're so self-absorbed on social media. <laughs> I think that's the easy one-to-one comparison. I do think there's something to be said, though, Like at for people of a certain no, age. It's not the ones that are self-absorbed. It's the ones that are alienated. Alienated, right? Yeah. Social media makes them feel alienated. You know yeah, I mean? they don't feel like they can compete with things. Yeah. I mean, there's... I can understand that. Yeah, it makes sense, too, because like, if you go to the... Uh, in these reports, it says that the... You know, it's 30%... Uh, of millennials say they feel lonely as opposed to 20% of Generation X and 15% of baby boomers. Baby boomers are only because they're all like married now. <laughs> they're surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. It is true though. Like I notice it with my, even my nieces and nephews. Like it's, the idea of like real friends who hang out in public with them is very different than the idea of like the people they talk to on like Snapchat and the internet. There is like a weird disconnect. Yeah, like we've talked about this before. million like, times, yeah. You don't remember how to communicate with people in real life once you start doing it. And so it's media. weird because you were talking, so I mean, that number's for millennials, and so your niece and nephew aren't even millennials, so you see it getting worse. 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 It's not getting better. 22% is a lot. 22% is a lot of people. <laughs> well, also, what counts as like a friend, right, for a person? Is it an acquaintance? Is people saying no acquaintances? I'm sure the report mm-hmm. has something, but... It's tough if you don't even have casual people you could talk to. Like, most people have, like, what, one or two close friends, I feel like, when I see it from yeah. my, like, perspective as a teacher, I see a lot of that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky that I have as many people I consider friends as I do. Is that a difference in generation thing or just a difference in personality thing? I wonder if maybe it's a little bit of both. I feel like as I've gotten older, I have less friends because I have a child now. Whoa. Like, I'm confused where we're at. It couldn't be, it couldn't be generation. I mean, you are a millennial, so obviously well, it's yeah. not a generational split. Yeah, but we didn't get the, is we didn't have as much internet as there is today until we were a little bit older. You think if we were brought up with as much technology as these kids have now, we'd make less friends in real life? You guys would be doing more with your music? 
Doing more of their music. Would, would you play more places? Would you be? I though? don't know. Sure, Sam would have thought he was too good and no, went because... off on his own because solo career. <laughs> that was always no. Because if you got, if, but if you got the time that you're all up in the internet, you know, like these Generation Z kids do today, hmm. are you playing your instrument as much? That's a great point. Are you learning? Like when you talk about doing stuff in music, are you learning how to play guitar and getting together with mm, other friends to play guitar if you're in the Matrix, so to speak? Um. Not a lot of answers, but a lot of questions from this poll. Um, speaking of uh, the digital world, I have one more thing to talk about before we go to... I guess yeah, we'll do this one before we go to break. Uh, trailer came out this week for Netflix's new Robert De Niro, uh, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino movie with Martin, yeah, Martin Scorsese's new film, The Irishman. It does look cool. I'm excited for it. Obviously, I love Scorsese. I love all these actors. A lot of people talking about the digital de-aging that's happening in these movies, making old actors look young again. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger and them. Well, they do it in a lot of, like, the X-Men movies and stuff, I noticed. Like, they de-age all these people. And they're also making this Will Smith movie, Gemini Man, where he stars alongside a de-aged version of his younger self. So it's like Will, old Will Smith and young Will Smith starring in a movie together. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so which of these two trends do you find more unsettling? Like, the digital de-aging of old actors or the... Animatronic, like the uh, the Lion King style, like making realistic animals talk and do human things. Which of those things bothers you more? The de aging or whatever. The de aging. That's just weird, and <laughs> I just that's weird. I don't care about talking to animals. Was I mad if I am I mad if I'm a young actor? I'm like this could have been a role for me. I could have played young De Niro yeah, in this movie. No. <laughs> no. no, you never would have been in there. But I, I think <laughs> that I'll... movie doesn't get made if you can't do this. But yeah, you're not. I'm, gonna... I'm talking over you. I'm horrible Go at ahead. that. She she's gone for one week and she's got all this she's got all this. No, stuff. I just feel like you can't connect with an actor if you know that there's one that's like a younger they made like a digitally aged younger version. It's hard to. Do you connect. connect with Woody and Buzz and Toy Story? I never watched Toy Story. You know, yeah, what I mean? you yeah, get the yeah, point. Yeah, though. I do. Get you know it. what I mean? But that's like, like a cartoon. We're watching a movie with like something that's not quite. I, mean, I I'm I get that. I think it's a technology thing. I've seen it in some movies so, where they like de-age somebody or bring somebody back who died for or like something. Five minutes in the movie. Yeah, and it's but every time they do it, it gets better. Yeah, it gets better. So right? they did that shit five years ago. Now they got five years plus on the technology. I'm sure there will at least be a few scenes in this Netflix production like that look a little wonky with the digital de aging. I'm sure, but again, it's it's wild that they can do that. We're yeah. getting like deep fake culture. Uh, all right, so let's move on to this week's interview. Uh, this was the first time since August 14th, 2017. So almost two years on the dot. Since Katie Giacovelli was here, uh, she's, of course, the marketing and events manager uh, at the Observer Dispatch. We had a great time talking about all sorts of stuff. Her birthday is this week coming up, so happy birthday to her. We talked about some uh, some art she's interested in. We talked about Drama Club. We talked about uh, the struggles of having a perceived liberal bias. That was a fun conversation. And uh, a lot of great stuff. Katie's the best. We'll be back in just a moment. Yeah, it's very, the ambiance is high here. It's like there's so much, like, you know? 
You know, it's true. I There's actually... There's a lot of grit in here. If you live in any Utica house, this is normal. Yep, and all the stuff coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> I actually had, uh, I had a piece of the roof come down Did and you? land in a bowl of cereal that I was oh, eating. Oh, that's Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, do you remember, just before we get into the start of the show, I was looking this up before you came in. Okay. Do you remember the last time you were on the show? Without looking it up. Without having it written here in the paper. Don't look at it. <laughs> it had to have been two years ago? Almost two years on the dot. Yeah. Almost right? exactly two okay. years. You came on on August 14th, 2017. Oh my goodness. Which is episode 112. We're at episode 250. Nice, so almost nice. exactly two Sweet. years. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. So how's your last two years been? Oh, <laughs> it's been crazy. It's been crazy. A lot has when, happened. Did you had you just started at the OD two years ago? Is that why or I no, forget what it was? That I you had come just on. started in the role of I've been a year in the role of a marketing and events manager. Right. I was in advertising for prior to that. Okay. So all it right. was when I was starting to do all events and all that jazz. And you're doing the marketing events uh, manager still now that's your current yes, position. That's I'm what still. Facebook told me. That's what Facebook well, told you. Yeah. I looked at your Facebook <laughs> listing of jobs. And I do this like every week when people come on the show. And a lot of times I'm not sure if yeah. this is the job that they still have. I still have that. Or job. just listed yes. on all sorts of things. So I'm like, well, she's a Genesis group. It says this. Yes. It says uh, comedians and coffee discussing wrestling. It yeah. says like comedy CNY stuff. I don't know how much of it you're still connected to. I'm pretty for connected with everything. I mean, I'm a little bit removed from Comedy CNY, but connected through Will, mm. so it's the same thing. Uh, and we were just talking about this before you, uh, before we turned the mics on, but I was thinking about it afterwards, talking about when last time Will was on here, and he was, uh, you know, he curses a little bit, and you're giving him yeah. a hard time for it. And, you know, Phil's been on the show a lot, he curses a little curses bit. a lot of it. <laughs> the funny part is, I've never stopped anyone on the show from cursing, right? You I've, haven't. I don't tell people you can't curse on the show. Okay. When we started the show... I was a little more adamant about... Okay. Because I, for some reason, was really caught up in this idea that, like, you know, people are going to listen to this in their office. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay. True. But, then, but every podcast <laughs> I listen to, like, even the ones that I listen to, like, in my office yeah. sometimes, they seem to have some casual obscenities on them. Like, even the Bill Simmons podcast, the yeah. Mark Maron's podcast, I'm going to hear some... Some somewhat some potty words. Some potty words. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I guess there's a difference between mm. a light swearing... Versus in every single sentence. I you know I will say that when I am in my personal life, in my home life, mm-hmm. my I'm, I do curse a lot. More. You do. I'm oh yeah, like in if front I'm, of your mother. <laughs> I do in front of my. Do mother. you really? Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, I would so, never curse. No, no, no. In front of your I mom. use I use like soft obscenity. I wouldn't. I, I try not to use like the f word in front of my mom. Yeah, that's but a I'll, big one. But I'll say like I'll, I'll do like that. Kind of charming, like some of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, hey, okay. that damn near okay. some of a bitch got him. You know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I'll do a, a light swear. Oh, swearing in front of my mom <laughs> is the same as swearing in front of my kids in school, which is only if I'm really getting across a point. Like, you damn kids are driving me crazy. Like, oh, he busted out. Damn. He's yeah, definitely... but damn's not that bad in my book. <laughs> damn hell. Uh, hell's those ones... not, yeah. It's like no. the F word. No, I, my kids will never hear me say okay, the F good, word. Good, good. Angela's heard me say the F word, but not in like a mean way, but like in a joking way. Like, or if I'm telling a story where... Like the Italian uh, way you tell a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Yo, uh, so I'll tell you this story. I didn't tell anybody. I don't know if we're going to talk about this in the podcast this week. I got, did I say I got accosted at a laundromat this no. week? No. Okay. First of all, what laundromat are you going to? The Colonial Laundromat. Oh. New York Mills. Yeah. That's a fancy it's one. It's a fancy one. <laughs> Some guy came in, and, and I won't go through the whole story because it's very, um, he said some harsh stuff. He called this woman 
a Yankee V-word, an entitled Yankee V-word is what he told me. And I was like, wow. He had like a Texas t-shirt on and a Texas hat. And he's like, oh, I'm from Texas. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, have you ever had this? Like people walk up to you to tell you a story. Like a stranger will walk yeah. up. I was just putting my laundry in. Oh, yeah. And like you don't really want don't to be know. in the story. But I they, don't. They, they just walk up to, to me. They have something to say. That's the thing. People <laughs> well, be, want to be heard. Well, I guess because you're like marketing and events manager over in the do you get that from people? Like, I got a new story for you. Your family call you to tell you about stories. I have stories. <laughs> I have a great story. The thing is, and I always feel bad too because it is a story, but you don't want to be like, this is not really that interesting to the mass public. But I get it. Like, I understand that. I get tons of people saying, we should do a story on this, we should do a story on that. And I'm oh, like, yeah. nicely have to say, you know. Let me, uh, let me ask you a few OD questions since we're already kind of yeah. here. And uh, I was thinking about a couple things. Um, when you guys, I'm sure there's some sort of metrics that you use to like figure out like which of your articles is getting the most yeah. traction. Do you notice like a pattern, at least locally, for like what sort of things tend to drive the most traffic to your site? In yeah, terms of, and like, I and, and the thing is, and forgive me, just you know, for full disclosure. Oh sure. I have the metrics, but I don't have them as tight as the newsroom does. Sure. But I do sure. know like the obvious stuff. Mm. Anytime there's crime, that's really interesting crime, for people. Yeah. Photo galleries because people love to see them themselves. The so I like spy. our eye spies are really really popular. So anytime you have like Saranac Thursday, like sure. those get hit a lot. Boilermaker, mm-hmm. the bigger events in in the area get hit a lot. Um, the events that we do, um, and then anything politics is usually you'll you'll see. That seems relatively new. And yeah. probably, we probably talked about this two years ago when you were on. It does seem like. People pay more attention to a political story now, yeah. uh, and I assume what you mean by this is local politics. Local not politics, yeah, natural. not necessarily yeah. national. I feel like. Let me ask you this question too, since we're already sort of here. Do you guys get hit with like that? Oh, you guys got a liberal bias thing. Is that pretty common for you we guys? We do, and it's so hard now because news media in general, it's so. Sometimes it gets a little wishy washy because you hear one thing, right. and how can you stay, you know, in the middle and not have opinions on things? And it's just. It's gotten so oversaturated, I think. So you're mm. going to have opinions of you're too liberal, you're not liberal enough. You yeah. Know. Well, it's also, if I've noticed too, if you take sides on particular issues, especially in this city, you get labeled one or the other. Yeah. If you are, and again, this is just a generality. I'm not making a point either one way or the other, public. Yeah. <laughs> if you come down and say, I am pro downtown hospital mm-hmm. the assumption is you have the liberal bias even exactly. though those things are not necessarily exactly connected in any real way i know a lot of people who were considered liberals who have a lot of questions about the hospital mm-hmm. matter of fact somebody approached me this week and i don't know you might even know more of this but than i do about this debate about the kelberman center's building that they're building at the sunset yes. school and again i might actually have somebody on the show to come discuss oh, cool. this so i don't feel yeah we don't have to dig too much into it but again this is a story when i when someone reached out to me i explained to him, i was like look i don't necessarily know enough about this on one way or the other to have an opinion. So if you want to come talk about this, it's mm-hmm. fine, but I reserve the right to do my research on this subject. Exactly. Because I don't want to, especially for a local story, mm-hmm. you don't want to alienate half the people who like your show. I, I yeah. mean, I try, and most people on the show know how I feel about Donald Trump, but <laughs> for the most part, I've tried to lean a bit away yeah. from having just this, like, liberal echo chamber type mm-hmm. of show and try and get into... And it's just hard to do. Again, I think people want what they want, too. If you weren't liberal enough, people would say, like, oh, well, how come you guys are putting up this article yeah. that's talking about a Republican talking point? Well, because we're the news. We're not... Well, the like, one yeah. thing I can say, I mean, you know, we do stay in the middle, but, like, 
the opinions page and a letter to the editor. Yeah. I always push people. Like, if oh, you yeah. want to be heard and mm-hmm. you have, you know, an opinion and you want it to see it, <laughs> because everybody wants you to see it from their side. Yeah, and for I, sure. And I get it because mm-hmm. I'm really hot-headed Italian sometimes where I want you to listen to me. But, yeah. you know, just send a letter to the editor. Let me ask you, too, just because I'm so curious. When we get a story that comes along that gets national news, and we don't need to get into the Beyond mm-hmm. the Gavin story, but this was a national story yeah. for a couple of weeks. How does that work for you guys? Do you get like national like outlets reaching out to you guys to reach out to the KTVs and stuff looking for I insight? Don't, yeah, I don't know if our newsroom did, but I can tell you that was a real rough day. Oh my God. That was a yeah. really rough day because when that news broke, it was when it's always rough when it hits home. Yeah. I just remember... I, mean, I have kids in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that stuff is so, so much more common nowadays. So it's just like hearing that but knowing it was local... It was a big there it, was, been, it was hard. What was it? There's two shootings in the last mm-hmm. three to four days since by the time you guys hear this interview. Yep. We're not going to talk about them on the show because, and it's not that I don't care about it, it's mm-hmm. that we've had this discussion mm-hmm. so many times and that's like the, the part of it that I feel is very insidious. It's like, well, we've gotten so used to it now, we barely cover yeah. it anymore. And unfortunately, maybe that's the way things are headed for the next foreseeable future, I, unless it happens to somebody you know, right? Or someone yeah. immediately close. But to I that. guess though, I guess there's a, to, to that point, I think that there's, instead of talking about it, I just wish we'd get to a point where there was some sort of why this is happening and yeah. how to prevent it from happening. Well, it's, it's true. You know? Too. Well, I think also people conflate the news and social media too in a way that we've probably talked about before. But, yeah. you know, someone's comment on a thread on Twitter is not the news. If, exactly. if NBC News puts up a, uh, a Twitter post and then someone responds like, oh, we burned this Twitter post, that's not the news. It's just a person's rogue commentary exactly. on a story. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move away from the... Like, well, let's hang out for one last second. Okay. Before, on OD, because before I get too far away. Yeah. Uh, I think about two years ago when you were on here, I'm sure we talked a bit about it. Have you seen any sort of like... Uh, positive momentum with people getting on that digital platform. Are you starting to see more and more people getting used to that? <laughs> they are. And yeah, yeah. I'm like a huge advocate for it. Yeah. There is still some of that tension of like, we want the physical newspaper. Physical newspaper. But what I'm just trying to have everybody understand is like, we are a newspaper, mm-hmm. but we create content. You know, we create <laughs> So our, our core is content, whether it's you read it on your phone, you read it on a piece of paper, you read it. Someone tells you they read it on the paper this morning. Like, there's more people that are going to it, yeah. but the older generation, it's like a slow trickle. I mean, they have to... I know, like, my mom is, like, super great at a com- computer, but not, not all... My stepdad and mom are still into no. the idea of, like, the physical paper. They still get the physical paper. I, I think, think it's, it's all... routine, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know, for sure. It's also... Oh, here's the thing. <laughs> if you put a physical paper on my table every day... Yeah. I'm probably going to read it every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, the idea of having it there isn't... I mean, if you want to get into the... I, don't, I want to save the trees argument. That's a different discussion. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Drama Club for a second. Oh, my God. Because uh, a few weeks ago, you were at our Dunk Tank contest. Yes. And you were helping out. The, how did you... First off, what's your sort of connection with Proctor Drama Club? I know, like, historically, I know, but for our listeners... Well, yeah, yeah. I was in the Proctor Drama Club yeah. way back Good in the times. day. I'm not going to say when, but... My nephew, yeah, it's it's a long time ago. <laughs> it, my nephew is in the Proctor Drama Club, and nice. yeah. so he had 
<laughs> called me up and he first he sent me a text message. He said, I volunteered you for something. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So he tells me, he's like, I told my drama teacher that you're well connected in the community. So well connected. <laughs> we're really trying to raise money to get better shows. So I told him that you would help. And then I was just like, I cannot tell this kid no. And I'm like, all right. But it was actually a cool process because it was the first time that I think he and his group of, of drama kids actually got to develop an idea, work it all out, yeah. figure out what could go wrong. And there was a lot of stuff there that did go wrong. wrong and then also see bringing the people out and they raised over a thousand dollars. You know, I have yeah. to, I have to actually still get with Derek to see how much he had pulled in, mm. but they did such a good job and it was nice to see them celebrate the win despite everything. I love Derek, by the way, yeah. Derek, um, Derek has, uh, he posted, he took a picture of my mom and posted it on their Twitter page. And my mom, <laughs> I could tell that it was going to happen because my mom texted me the day before to be like, did Derek send you a photo he took? And I was like, no, but I bet it's you, I, are you in it? Is it yeah, yeah. And then it went on Twitter and then she got nervous. She's like, I don't have Twitter. I can't see the picture. So I had to like screenshot it. Did you tell it. her to set and sign up for Twitter? I did not. That could she, have been I, the beginning. I think she did sign up for Twitter. Okay. Like a while ago, and I refused to follow her. I was like, nah, I can't have you. I can't have you on here. Uh, but Drama Club, I mean, from my perspective, and I've talked about it a million times on yeah. the show, I I do think that the, I, you know, growing up, the idea was that Drama Club was nerds and outcasts yeah. and weirdos. But as I get a little older, I kind of think that those are the people I liked anyway. Like, yeah. sort of the, the artsy, creative mm-hmm. types. And I do think that outside of all that, like the relationship building, Drama Club does sort of teach you uh, personality in a weird yep. way, right? Like I was thinking, I knew <laughs> yeah. where you were going with this. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. where you are going And it's with such this. a struggle I see with kids now to be able to talk in front of people mm-hmm. and to have a conversation. Yeah. And I do see that Drama Club is more popular, it feels like, now than it yes. was 10 years ago. And I wish... Even I wish there were even more people who were involved in Well, it. I also think, going back to your like social media, I think people are so stuck on their phones sometimes. And even that, mm. just drama club, you have to be out there. You have to be projecting your voice and practicing and working with other people. So I think it's a natural yeah. progression into like adulthood, if you will. So I think we realized that it was fun and we got to like do great cool creative things but it was a benefit for us and the skill set you know and now you have you know you have people going to like players utica or people mm-hmm. going to the uptown or people going yeah. to wherever to do these improv and stand-up things i think as you see even like you see older people now doing it oh, as yeah. another way to sort of like get themselves back into mm-hmm. like a community of people i think people's i think we're i do really think and i don't know if it's just the old man in me kind of like poking his way through I do think we are going to get to a point in the next five or ten years when people are going to sort of step back from the digital... Oh, yeah. I think you just... I agree. It's not going to go away because our entire infrastructure for Mm -hmm. life is built around this now and emails and sending technology back and forth and immediate contact. But you are going to see, like, I'm frustrated by how often people call me on Saturdays and Sundays. Like, how... Uh, no, I swear. Have I like, done that? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just mean like I'm how accessible you Everyone are is, at all yeah. moments of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't like taking my work text messages at, six, at like seven it. o'clock in the morning on yeah. a Saturday. It's not my job. I, I get you. Extent, I get you. Right? For you, I feel like though, working at the OD, it must feel like there is no time off necessarily. It does, and it's something that I've always tried to balance. I'm not perfect at it yet, <laughs> but I think I'm getting there. I think there's, you know, you kind of it's there's it's one thing to be busy, yeah, but then it's also another thing to have like a lot of things going down around and being like okay with it. Like this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. I'm getting to be involved with the community. I'm getting to do mm. stuff like this, you know, or 
with the Proctor Drama Kids. Like yeah. that, it's fun for me. Do you uh, do you remember any of your the shows you were in? Do you remember all the shows you were in? It was yes. like Sweet Charity. Sweet Charity, you were and in. then I was the lead. Yeah, hear that? The lead That's right. in Little Shop of Horrors. That was like my claim to fame. And then in college, I did a couple of shows at MV. It was RUR and then um, Five Women Wearing the Same Dress. If you've mm. not read it or... I remember that. Oh. I remember that for different reasons. Though, it was, because, okay. Because you guys had that picture on the internet. Oh, that picture. <laughs> that was prime was internet really, days. <laughs> it was a really wacky, wacky show. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was. And then when I went to college, I wasn't starring in yeah. any shows, but I did stagehand work. Um, Bob Rauschenberg America. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? Wack- another wacky yeah. show. It was I was lucky enough to work with the non-conventional shows that people don't really know to see kind of a different side of the the yeah. Shakespeare and all the other stuff that you'd normally see. I did a lot of lead stuff in middle school. Okay. I did lead in like Guys and Dolls. Mm-hmm. I was Nathan Detroit. I was Dauntless in uh, Once Upon a Mattress. And then I was the bad guy in a couple different things, which I preferred. I was you the bad guy. the bad guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the bad guy in... How to succeed in business without really trying, which I really enjoyed. I forget my name, but I, uh, me and um, a guy you know pretty well, my friend Dan Maycock oh, and yeah. Amanda Gamoka sang. No, and Brittany Keeler all oh sang God, a song bless together. Your past. It was our three. Yeah, That's so for Brittany and Dan Maycock and me sang a song called "It's Been a Long Day" oh together. Gosh. It was quite a moment. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one. Why am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one more. Guys and Dolls. Were you you were in Sweet Charity, right? Okay, so Sweet Charity that I was in with you at Proctor. Yes. I was not the hero. I was not the bad guy. I was a sort of the third male. I was Vittorio Vidal. That's right. I had to right. speak in an accent. I had right. a solo song. Yes. But by halfway through the play, I'm done. Like I'm only in yeah, like I'm only in it for like 20 yeah. minutes, and I'm gone. And then they stuck me in the back and said, "Just pretend to dance and try yeah, not to look you like were an in, ass." You were in like the church scene where I was like one of the church yeah. leader yep. people. I don't remember my my role. And I, that was the year that, you know, I mean, it's been a long time. He seems like a good guy. Me and Mr. Valentini got in an argument after the play about, uh, I wanted to play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. He told me I couldn't. And <gasps> he told me I couldn't do both. And I would have to choose one or the other. And I said, if you force me to choose, you're yeah. not going to like the answer, the answer, which is a total jerk high school freshman thing to say. Yeah, high but I junior. disagree with that because I think now as I'm getting older... Like, I like to have the choice to yeah. do things, and I feel there's a way to do both in most situations. Yeah. So, when you yeah, have the adult I, student complex being like, well, you have to choose that. I wasn't you know. the lead. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was doing yeah. this charity thing, and like I was only in that one scene, and I had my song, mm-hmm. and I was doing my whole stupid fake accent that I had to do. Like, it was just... I don't even, it wasn't an accent, it was just like Eastern European. It's like, hello, I am Vittorio. It's like, where are you from? It doesn't matter. Just Eastern European. Yeah, I yeah, do it's remember like, that. Yeah, I, and then I said to a friend of mine, as we walked out the door, I said, I won't come back ever for this unless they do Into the Woods or Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> so the next year, I do a Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. and I really wanted to be the dentist. Like, I know. Oh, I, I yes. Although, I'm sure that I would have been pigeonholed yes. toward Rick Moranis. Yeah. Or, I, I guess not Rick Moranis. Uh, Seymour. Seymour. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know why I want to call yeah, it. Yeah, you do have the Seymour look. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, sad sack with glasses. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, and, I didn't mean that, but yeah, but, sure. Okay. But yeah, like I actually, but that was growing up. My sister was in musical theater, and that okay. was one of those. movies. That was the show. I yeah, watched that movie a million times. And the play's not the same as the movie. The ending's you. totally different. Totally different. Which I kind of like I, better. <laughs> super tough. But I, I tried to dark stuff. Somebody in the cast, I can't remember who it was. 
oh, she's going to be mad if I remember. Maybe Laura Campion yelled okay. at me. But I'll be like, we don't want you here if you're not going to be, like, fully committed. You're all in or not You're all in or not in. Yeah, that was the one thing, like, you know, we were a little intense. Yeah, I mean. Well, we were drama. (laughs) There's a lot of drama. But, again, I I do think, like, a lot of, I forged a lot of relationships in Drama Club that I still, you know, I'm still friends with with you and Jen Rubino and all, like, the folks who I used to hang out with back then when I still see them are always really excited to see me. And it's, like, it's good times. Like, and. You know, despite all the drama. Despite all the despite drama. all the drama. It's a learning, a um, teachable moment. You are, uh, and I think I should have pre-referenced this when we started, the busiest woman I know. It's been oh, so hard don't to say get. That. It's true. You're crazy. Oh, I hate busy. that. I hate you were out. You were out at Woodland this morning. Then you were out with your your mom doing mom day. Like, yes. You're you're all over the place. Then you, you probably know, you probably have something after this too, don't you? I do. Of course I you do. do. <laughs> I hate. I was just talking about this today. I hate the word busy because I feel like it's like I'm better than you, but I'm not. Like I am legit busy. Like if you looked at my calendar, you'd say, "Why are you doing this to yourself?" Well, we don't have to get too far into this. Your yeah. birthday is next week. It's the 18th, is that? 18th, yeah. so two week, week and a half-ish? Yeah. We're, we're getting close. You're mm-hmm. within two weeks of your birthday. Yeah. I read this really interesting... I don't know if I read it or it was in a podcast. <laughs> I read an article as such a catch-all term. I read this article, <laughs> and I always want to be like, you sure you read it in an article? Are you sure it wasn't some bullshit Somebody, you made up? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, I read basically... I'm sorry, it was in a podcast, and this guy was talking about in, his, in your 30s, you devote so much of your life to, like, building the rest of your life. Like, I gotta work, I have to establish this thing, I have to build up this world around me so I can take care of myself. And then by the time you get to your 40s and 50s, Mm -hmm. you're sort of like, what happened to all these people in my life? And it becomes, like, this concern that the more we work and the more we, like, tie ourselves down, we're not going to forge relationships anymore and lose that. So I think that's where the busy thing comes in. You want to do so much to, like, keep doing these things but Mm -hmm. you also need time to foster the relationships that you built yes very much so and it's funny that you said that because i think that's the transition in life that i'm in right now it's like when i say i'm busy it's not all work and i'm making sure it's not all work because there was a time where i was like work 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 where you can talk to will 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 tell you that (laughs) but there was a time that was all work and i do to what you're saying like building the relationships like having connections with physical people in space like the same space is so important so i think I'm busy to that sense, to try to figure out how to be mm-hmm. in all these places at one time rather than just being on my computer. There's a lot of things that I wanted to go uh, to discuss with you before we close up here today. Yeah. Uh, and I want to get into this one. Uh, let's start with this. You just got back from San Francisco, did you not? Yeah, see my brother. Well, you do just hanging out seeing your brother in San Francisco? Yeah, my nephew, the other nephew, because there's twins. So the drama club, we did their thing. Yeah, yeah. My other nephew wanted to go see my brother, and we hadn't seen him. I don't know how many years it's been. And it's his first time flying nice. at all. So we decided that we would make a trip. And I've learned the proper amount of days to travel with somebody is six days. Oh, we did, yeah. It's we long did, for we me. did 10. <laughs> it's long. For we did me. 10. Six days is the sweet spot. Because about around day seven, I love my brother dearly, but I wanted to kill him. <laughs> it depends who I'm going with, yeah. I suppose. There's a certain level of privacy that I require yeah. in my life, just a little bit. Just. It's not even that for me. Somewhere it was along it the way. was the sibling interactions of the little nuances of things that they do sure. that you just cannot sit with. And you're in his space, so I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I wrote down little differences in terms of San Francisco and the West Coast versus the East Coast. But I see we're going a different angle. Oh, yeah, but there was that too. But I love that about San Francisco. San Francisco is so cool. Mm. Like, it just, I was so excited when you would go in 
and you would just see like just the culture like everybody's accepted which was yeah, to yeah. me was like night and day i mean and you don't yeah. see it so much in utica i would have to say but like you I don't, don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird experience to see, like you know, different bathrooms and all that stuff. You say that, but really in Utica, I feel like it's. I don't want to say fifty-fifty. I feel like that's a little negative. But you can go to some places in Utica. You can. I guess the places I'm going. Yeah, and it doesn't take much once you get out of Utica to find more. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, and once you escape, that, I, city, that <laughs> I agree with you. When you're in the city, it's different. Yeah, but yeah. It, but, it was definitely noticeable when I was there. But you've been to, like, New York City, I would yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. How would you compare, like, a New York City to a San Francisco for somebody who's been to New York City, like a big city in that So way? I'd have to say, New York City, they're both really cool, funky places. Sure. But I think San Francisco is a little bit more, and I don't want to say out there, because that makes it seem weird. But there's, there's sure. more... Um, there's like a different vibe. It's hard to explain unless you actually see it. Right, right, right. You know, like people walk down the street and then you have these like, wow, that person's wearing such and such or that person's like singing out loud and it doesn't bother them. <laughs> yeah, right. You get that in New York City, but I feel like more of them are like crazy people. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I not. Think, and I don't know, maybe this, this ties into it. I think in New York, what you have is like 8.3 million people there and about 7.3 Three million of them have no interest in even saying a word to you. Want nothing like want to just yeah. get around their business. They don't. It's like you watch those like magic shows. Like you see people on the street doing magic or something mm-hmm. on, like a TV show, like street magic. Yeah. I wonder how many takes they got before someone actually said, "Yeah, I'll give you ten seconds of my time to do a magic trick." Because most people in New York tell you to screw off. Or yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you have like the fly people flyers can give you a survey. Like everybody in in San Fran was just kind of they're really welcoming yeah. and just chill, like chill, mm-hmm. you know. I always ask this question when people go to like, is that like a, there's been like five cities in my life that I've been to where I was like, mm-hmm. I could see myself living in a place like this. You think you could live in the West Coast now in hindsight after your, your 10 day excursion? No, because I hate traffic. Mm. I hate yep. the traffic. Yep. I'm, I don't. It's a great call. I don't know if you knew this, but like my first car is that yellow one outside. Yeah, I remember that car. Like I've, I've never had a car before that. I didn't get my license until I was 21. I hate driving. Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. hate it. So like I was in the car and I said to my brother, like, I don't know how you do this every day. I actually thought I liked to drive. Really? Until I went to Long Island for a wedding two weekends ago and had to drive through Queens oh my and in the streets. It's awful. I was so mean to the people in the car with me. Because I'm just like sitting there and they're like, go right, right. I'm like, don't tell me where to go. Ah, it's stressful. It's, oh my God. I, I was so. There's I was a lot a of mess. sensory going on when you're in those four or five lane. Because ugh. only in a city, like a big city, like in New York or Chicago or San Francisco or LA or whatever, is it safer to be aggressive than defensive? Like you are doing nobody any favors if you're like, should I go? Can I go now? Yeah. Can I go now? Just go. Go. I've had Get that conversation there. with Will. That's why I'm not a good driver. <laughs> Too nice. Uh, speaking of Will, since uh, I just want to ask you, uh, are you guys bringing back comedians and coffee doing wrestling? Okay, or? this is totally my fault, and yeah, yeah, Will's yeah. gonna love that I'm saying this. Yeah, so yeah. if you're listening, Will, I dropped the ball. We basically have them pretty much edited to the point where I could release sure. them now. The only thing is, there's the little perfectionists in Will and myself that like, yeah, we need to fix a couple <laughs> things before we put it out. So we have about I think five or six. We've released a couple of them. Yeah, there was. Um, we released a couple based on some events that had happened. I think sure. you guys were doing something, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were like, okay, we need to release it for that. And I, there was a friend of ours that was on Colbert, so we had to release something for sure. that. So um, I'm hoping 
by the end of this year. That yeah. would be nice. I'm going to say by the end of the year, I'll have the rest of them released. I can say it on the show, and then I now you have to hold me to See, it. See, that's good. If you guys ever need help talking about wrestling, I'm okay. very good at talking about wrestling. I'm pretty I've, good at it, too. I think I've well, I, my skills have gotten better. That was my next question. <laughs> um, so over the years, uh, this weekend coming up at SummerSlam... Um, uh, there's a lot of wrestling go. If you are into wrestling, and yeah. I'll, I'll make this the wrestling portion <laughs> of the interview. If you're into professional wrestling, there's a lot of wrestling news going on that's really interesting. There's a new federation coming up. WWE is going to Fox proper, which is a really yes, big which is deal. Be, yeah. Very strange. Uh, but for the outside viewer, I'm sure you've seen a little bit of wrestling here and there with mm-hmm. Will. Who's your favorite wrestler when you're watching TV? Like, you, is it John Cena? No, it's not. <laughs> so this is gonna be hilarious. It's Elias. Elias, you want to walk with Elias? I think, okay, so we went to WWE at the Odd. Yeah. And I sat behind Mm -hmm. Katie Riley and Justin, and it was Katie Riley's first experience, but like, it was mine too. Yeah. I was shaking like one of the little boys that was sitting behind me, just like, Mm. yes, and Elias, he's just like, he plays music. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I. That's ridiculous, and he's just mean to people. I like his opening line is always just. Hello, I am Elias. Yeah. It just makes me laugh every time. He's and he's like, great. silence your cell phones. <laughs> like, shut your he's mouth. just so mean. And every and he just has that um, smirk. I love it. Elias uh, continuing the great tradition of country music, rock star-ish musicians like the Honky Tonk yes. Band, like Jeff Jarrett, like yes. all these guys who hit you with a prop guitar. Mm-hmm. Although, I'll say this. Of all the people who are at, who are musician-based wrestlers, I think I know where you're going. Elias this. seems to, if he's not a really good musician, he's quite good. He has chops. He can play that guitar. He did. He he's wasn't definite. in the beginning. No, he wasn't. So he's the funny thing to me is I've been able to see his progression <laughs> yeah. in the arts, which makes yeah. me laugh because it's funny. Who is your least favorite wrestler? Who do you look at when they come on TV? You're like, I don't care about this person at all. Um, it's can I? Do I have to be a wrestler? Can I be an announcer? You can be an announcer. I was just talking about this. Joey Styles. You don't like Joey Styles? I can't stand oh him. God. I don't know what it is. I told Will, was like, what do you got against Joey Styles? There's something about him. He just makes my skin um, crawl. As an old-timey wrestling fan from the from the 90s Attitude Era, I will say, and only now as I get older do I respect it because I know what it would take to do it. Joey mm-hmm. Styles used to call an hour, two hour, three hour pay-per-view for ECW sometimes by himself. I know. No other commentator. That, just for, it, whether you like him or not, like I understand why you don't like him. He's yes. very particular. That, uh, <laughs> that skill is really tough. And I yeah. I don't know, even if like a guy like me who loves to apparently just talk constantly all yeah. the time, I would struggle with being the only voice out there. I don't know what it you is. can't play off somebody, no. right? You know? Maybe that's what it is. My. If I had to say wrestler though, it would be Shane McMahon. Drives me insane. Yeah, I hate the, the kick shuffle with the sneaker <laughs> head look. I can't. <laughs> like old dad old sneaker dad head. Old dad sneaker yeah. head. Uh, I, I really... It's so odd the way that wrestling... Like, I, tell, I told this to Will when he was here last time. Once people find out that you like wrestling, right? If, especially if it's a person who likes wrestling. Once yeah. you put two and two together, it sort of becomes the only thing you ever talk about with that person. Like, True. When, when I see Will now... It's not too far away from like. Did you watch thing? Did you watch this? Uh, I would say Shamir. Shout out to yeah. Shamir who really hooked me up this week with uh, a wrestling link so I could watch this New Japan climax. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's another one. Like I walk in and he'll just be like Kenny Omega, and I'm like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, like it's just one of those kind of things. Uh, I have to talk to you about one other thing that is 
storming the pop culture world. And yes. I think that you will have an, uh, a take about this. Hopefully. Have you indulged yourself in watching the Cats trailer for the Cats movie that they're making, the, the live action? Can I tell you that I have not because it weirds me out. So it, you have not watched it because it weirds you out. Because I saw like the, I saw the whole thing with like Taylor Swift and stuff, and I was like, wait, Taylor Swift being a cat? Wait, is she actually a cat, or is it CGI? It's... Like, what is happening? And then I saw something, and I'm like... I can't. I can't do this right now. It was really weird. Uh, so I'm. I'm kind of torn. Right? Okay. Uh, so you've seen it. Uh, the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Maybe I need to just do uh, it. Uh, we'll watch it afterwards <laughs> if you want. Uh, first off, you should be mad. You should be hashtagging like justice for hairless cats because I've yet to see uh, an. There's anthrop- no hairless. I have cat. not seen an anthropomorphic hairless cat. Although once you see the trailer, I don't know that you'll be like. Hyped up for a hairless skin. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a... It's not... It's it's, not pretty. Here's the thing. If you even go back and look at the old musical... Like, go do yourselves a favor, listeners. Go to YouTube and just type in yeah. Cats Musical Broadway or whatever. And just type up any song that pops up. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Whatever the hell yeah. it is, right? It's unsettling then, too. Yeah, it's creepy. And I think what it is is if you... <laughs> the opening scene is like people dressed as cats in the darkness in silhouette... Like doing the things that cats yeah. do, like doing the head nudge you can't and like, see this, but like yeah. yeah, it's super weird. Yeah, it's it's really uncomfortable, yeah. and I think that s- the CGI stuff makes it worse. Makes it worse, <laughs> and also because it's people you know, right? Like it's stars you're aware of, at okay. least with the musical. Unless like you know, unless you're a Broadway you show, know head, the actor, oh, it's Bernadette yeah. Peters, yeah. Blah, 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 you know, it's not like you. You're like oh, there's there's you know. Taylor Swift as a cat. So There's, the CGI matches up with Taylor Swift. Like you'd be you like, can tell oh, it's that's Taylor totally Swift. Taylor. You can tell it's Jason Derulo. You can tell it's <gasps> that's Ian another McKellen. thing. Jason Derulo. Like what's happening? Did he? Is he like a bigger star than I than I knew of? Like I I know that he had like a track or two that people like he's a singer, but I didn't know he was that. I big. just thought that he had the lines Jason Derulo. <laughs> a song like that's. Is, what did he get famous for? Is he an American Idol person? Is he like... I don't know anything I don't about... I think he is. Listeners, help me out with Jason Derulo. I, I don't know nothing. that. That's a good question. Uh, well, I just know... I'll make you watch it afterwards. Okay. Uh, there was one more thing before we get into our lightning round questions that you mentioned during our conversation you wanted to promote. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, well, go ahead if you know so, what it is. Yeah. So, my girlfriend, Angela Johnson, shout out Angela hey, Johnson. Hey, yeah, nice. yeah, so yeah. her and I were talking, and we were talking about doing, like, a women's event. Not, like, a feminacy, like, sure. event. But, like, women unite and celebrating, like, musicians, artists, vendors. So in August, this, yeah, August, we're in August now. The 16th and 17th, we had a photo project that mm-hmm. we had, did a call out. We wanted to get over 200, 300 women to all get their headshots done. Sure. And just to show the diversity in, in Utica, in the Mohawk Valley. We got 200 women, and we're going to be releasing this massive art piece and be selling poster versions of mm-hmm. it at um, Sickenburger. Awesome. Or Sicken at 624, whatever. They, that, they, that the they changed, yeah. They changed <laughs> it, yes. So that's on August 16th, so we want, like, a bunch of women to come out. And men can come out, too. Mm-hmm. But we just want to, like showcase the unity awesome. of women and like entrepreneurs and not have it be this like feminist mm-hmm. like men are not allowed you know that type of... well yeah i mean especially in today's sort of internet driven yes. cycle where it's also yes. it's so tense with everybody so we're gonna have like musicians musicians and we're gonna have djs and artisans and artists and drum circles uh-huh. and everything i'm only gonna follow up on this question if yeah. you saw the movie did you see avengers endgame no i didn't you didn't see it okay I can't now I'm like, I'm, now I, I want to know. There is a sequence in that movie where they, 
they tried to have like a girl power moment oh, like see, this. That's it can fail. And I was so curious to see if you. To, I almost want to show that to you to be yeah. like if you cringe or if you go, oh, that yeah. was because I I was like sitting in the theater watching. And I was like, this feels like they really wanted Pushed to get this it. scene yeah. in here, right? But I was wondering, like, for the most part, I was like, well, maybe there's the kids around me, like little girls who are watching around me, who are like, this moment is awesome, and that's yeah. for them. But then I read on the internet, and it seems like nobody liked it. Like, no, really? no one, no, it felt really It felt heavy. forced. It felt heavy-handed in the way, like, the Wonder Woman movie did not, where gotcha. the Wonder Woman movie was like, damn, this movie's dope, right? Yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> I was going to swear I was going to say bad, but I didn't. That's <laughs> okay. I've swore a couple times here. <laughs> Uh, and I guess before we get to later round questions, I didn't know if we haven't probably talked about it since then. You were the one who nominated me for this award that I won. I can't believe I did. It was a little teary-eyed, uh, and I appreciate I that. You're, it was very, very sweet welcome. of you. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, I think I've said it. I think I said it during the the presentation for the Genesis Award. I, I'm not used to like uh, you know patting my back yeah. at a boy, but. Uh, it was nice just to know that people pay attention, people listen. Oh, you know? yeah, okay, definitely. So. Can I just say you had the best speech? I thought Andrew did a good job, too. Andrew's... Yeah, but you you were so real and, like, raw, and it was just funny because you made your mom really uncomfortable, which she, made it even funnier. She I was did, like, yeah. Yeah, Sam, I tell funny, him. What's funny about her is that I made her uncomfortable by saying true, nice things about her. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that is just the type of person she is. She yeah. does not... Although, I have to admit, like... My stepdad doesn't get a lot of burn in, like, a lot of times. Like, you know, my dad and my relationship has been, was fraught when we were younger. Yeah. And as we get older, it's kind of leveled off into what it is, right? Gotcha. We, we We are closer now because we sort of are, I'm an adult and he's doing his own thing. And mm-hmm. all the, the stuff when we were younger, my parents are going through the divorce. That's all. Yeah. It's moved in its own separate directions, right? But. My stepdad has been around for like longer than my dad was for the most part, right? That's when so you like, said yeah, it's, that. It was it's wild. So think about it because I really have slowly sort of turned into him. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank you again. It was like the I don't know how many awards I'll win going forward. They might be. I'll it. nominate you for all. Thank of them. you. And I appreciate. <laughs> you that. just tell me what you want, and I'll uh, nominate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have a few lightning round questions here okay. for you uh, before uh, we head out? Of course, we are talking to uh, Katie Jacquavelli, the marketing and events manager at the Observer Dispatch, Renaissance woman of her own making. Uh, if, what's the worst job you've ever had that you can talk about? Oh my God, that's such a good question. I'm trying to think. (laughs) The worst job I had, okay, I worked at Price Shopper for two weeks. Bagging groceries? Yeah, and I, it was, it was like two weeks too much, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm not, I can't do this, and I was like, I'm not coming back to work tomorrow, and I just didn't. So I worked at Price Shopper. I'd have to say that was probably the worst I've done some really wacky stuff, but that was the worst job. I don't want to sit here and call it demeaning, because I know there's a lot of people who do this for a living, and this is the way they make lives, but I, I don't know, it felt very, it was like the first job I ever had, was like bagging groceries, and I was like, can I be a stock boy? I was like, I don't... It wasn't the the bagging of the groceries, the people there at the time were, it was a very weird dynamic, like I was 14, I just had my working papers, and I could only work certain hours, and I just felt like Mm -hmm. the manager at the time, I remember her name was just kind of really, like, mean and like, oh, these little kids, what could they do, you know? And I was just kind of an older 14-year-old, and I'm like, I don't need to be spoken to like this. And I'm like, I'm not coming back tomorrow. Uh, let's play casting director. Okay. Who would you cast to play yourself oh, in I've... a movie about your life? Oh, I like this. <laughs> um, Let me see. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's your girl. That's I love my it. girl. <laughs> What's your favorite Sandra Bullock movie? Is it Speed um, 2 Cruise Control? No, it's not. What's the... Oh, my God. I the love heat. the movie. What's where she's like a witch? Her and oh, um, um, Nicole Kidman. What's the name of that? That movie I really like. Oh, Can't God. Can't think of the name of it. 
Practical Magic? Is it Practical, Practical Magic? Magic. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Any movie with magic or anything like that, I was like um, totally into that. Do you like horror movies, though? I do love horror movies, uh, but Will won't watch them with me, so. Huh. Because he doesn't like to be jump scared. Uh, that's, f- uh, no, that's, it's, that's it's, a longer discussion to have, <laughs> I feel like. I mean, I am not a fan of like a movie where every 30 seconds it's like, well, like there's a cat yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Here's someone in the mirror. I mean, it's I like, like I, that yeah. stuff. It's good. I like a cerebral horror. I I, I understand what you gotcha. said. Yeah, but again, even the most cerebral horror movies usually have it has one a scare or two. Or two yeah. yeah. Uh, what's an embarrassing fashion or cultural phase that you went through that you feel okay talking about now? Oh my god, I was just talking about this when I was five. Oh, wow. I had a, I I know it's going real back real far. I had a short haircut. It was like a bowl mm-hmm. cut. Yep. But for some reason, I had one piece of hair that used to come down yes. that I refused my mom for letting her cut it. And I called it, I called it a strunzel. I don't know why. But it was long. And like, if any time my mom cut my hair and tried to go near it, I would just lose my stuff. I was like, do not. And I had it probably, I don't know, a couple of years. You're, uh, you're in the age range where you'll remember at least a little bit of flipping channels, the concept of flipping mm-hmm. through channels. Uh, what's a movie that you'll always stop and watch if you're flipping channels on TV and you see that it's on? Inception. Really? I will always stop. Really? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I love him, but that's beside the point. I, I, I was an Ellen Page fan for a oh, long okay, time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I realized that she's not interested in me yeah. as I get older, but, uh, <laughs> but either way, when I was... Yeah. yeah. Um, Inception, and we could talk about this off the air because this is a longer discussion. Yeah. South Park ruined Inception for me. Like, South Park really? did an episode about Inception did. called Inception, which oh. is, it, it's not on the, the free channel, but if you have Hulu, it's available on Hulu oh or whatever. Oh my gosh. And they crushed Inception so hard. And I was already kind of on the fence about the movie, about whether or not I liked it or not when I went to see it. I was really okay. a big Christopher Nolan guy. Like I'm a huge Christopher yeah. Nolan fan. And they, and now I can't watch it without thinking about, like, the South Park jokes oh, about man, it. Oh, man, I love that movie. <laughs> South Park has a habit of doing that for me, though. Okay. Uh, even now when I watch Family Guy, I'm like, mm, mm. South Park got you, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what's, uh, all right, and last but not least, I guess in sort of the same vein, give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently listening to, reading, or watching. Show. Let's go with show. Show. Very good. Um, I am in Handman's, ha- Handmaid's Tale right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I'm a little behind. Yeah. I've heard not great things about this season. Okay, so I that's what I'm yeah. hearing too, and I think that's why I haven't been watching yeah. it religiously. Mm-hmm. So I got to get back into that, and then I do need to watch, I watched a couple episodes of Stranger Things. Did you like it? So far, so good. We did a spoiler-filled uh, segment about three weeks ago, and me and Kevin finished it at the end of and one of the And you didn't like it? No, I did like it. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I, I did like it. Um, I understand criticisms of the show that people have, right? Okay. Too much pop culture stuff, like the getting from one part of the story to the, to the other next, is yeah. sometimes a bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. And, but I, I accept all of those things when watching the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not asking that show to be The Sopranos. I know yeah. what the show is and what I like it for. And for that, I really enjoyed it. Like exactly. It's a really entertaining show. Hopper has become my spirit animal in a way that Mark Marin is sort of like my like there's oh, a like I, they're sort of yeah. in the same vein like uh, it's funny my my kids at school think of me as Hopper and really? as the other female teacher as Joyce oh, <laughs> they just my think gosh. Yeah. That's I'm hysterical. like you know I'm like you know that she's like married to somebody else and like I'm seeing people like we're not together she's like yeah but real. you get, but the 
But the dynamic, the dynamic. yeah, is very much like that. Yeah. Like I'm an old curmudgeon grump, and she's like a sweet go-getter. Were you, did you have Mr. Rachi? Was it like Mr. a Mr. Okay, Rachi and so Leon type deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was actually, it's funny you say this, because I was talking to a friend of mine about um, about the debates, the, the Democratic debates just happened, mm-hmm. and we don't have to talk about that. I know, that. let's not talk about that. But uh, one of the things <laughs> I talked about is um, I registered to vote in high school. Like, Miss Leone yep. had us registered to vote you in like, economics it, yeah. class. And it was interesting because at that time, like, I wouldn't call her a Republican necessarily, but Miss Leone was a bit more conservative yeah. than the Al Rachis and the other teachers of the world. Yeah. And as a kid, you didn't really... Understand. Didn't understand that, it yeah. or notice it. Like, now in hindsight, like, I guess it, it's different now and 20 years later, but you never really thought about is my teacher a Democrat or Republican mm-hmm. in nineteen or 2003, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Rachi was a big, Rachi was a big deal for kids as, as I was in high, when I was in high school, he was my favorite teacher. Okay. As I transition out of high school and into teaching, because I'm still so close to them, it's still Mr. Colenzo, because we're still, yeah. shout out to Mr. Colenzo. One of these days I'll have him on the show. You should. Uh, I don't know if he would do it. I think he would. He would, he would do that thing where he would say, no one wants to hear what I have to say. doesn't matter. Is, You'd make him do would, it. I would. would <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Where can yeah. people follow you? I guess on, where would you like people to follow you on Twitter? Just follow the OD on Twitter? Follow like, what? what I would, mean, you could, I think I'm more of an Instagram gal. Yeah. And I'm the sound woman. The sound woman. I yeah. see you on there. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm heavily on Instagram and All then right. used with, you know, Lizard Kitty when I'm, I bounce back and forth <laughs> with my Hairless Cats account. Do you want to talk about popular. that just a second before we head sure. out? Sure. Uh, Will, I asked Will about like, did it, was there a moment, like I'm, I have a cat. I'm not yeah. here to degrade the hairless cat. It's <laughs> not my. I'm not. I'm just asking simply: Was there a period where you had to get used to it, or were you in from day one? I was one? In, in from day, day one. one. I always wanted a sphinx cat. I saw okay. it either a cartoon or something. I was like, "That's really cool." It yeah. wasn't even Austin Powers. This was way before. Right, that. right, right, right. And when we first went to go pick up Lizard, I didn't know what to expect. I've never touched a hairless cat. Yeah. And I had the I had the carrier and had the top opening and I dropped I got weirded out when I like held him because it was like a different sensation it's weird. that yeah, I wasn't it's be different. I wasn't ready for yeah and I couldn't like hold him I was afraid he was gonna like, slide out of my hands and I dropped the carrier top on him and this poor woman that's like our breeder is like looking at me like are you gonna take care of this animal I'm like yes I'm fine <laughs> but yeah there's you I don't know it's a sensation of like the feeling and they're all different because it's different yeah. levels of hair yeah yeah so like clark is a little bit more velvety and lizard's kind of a suede sticky gross <laughs> he's sweaty he's real gross uh okay, i want to thank you so much for <laughs> taking time so much. uh go enjoy the rest of your weekend i appreciate yes. you taking uh as much time as i can get from you for 46 it's all minutes. good <laughs> we made it happen i knew i was i was gonna do it i was gonna do it folks we'll be back to the show in just a It's not too late. Let me play young Al Pacino in the Irish. It's entirely movie. too late. They're done. <laughs> they're entirely, can, no, digital technology. Cut me right in. You can cut them right out. Uh, thank you once again. Kate Giacobelli, she's the best. Uh, great time talking to her. All right. History lessons. Let's... Oh God, look at all that highlight. Look at all that finish. highlight. Oh, it's the whole page.
<laughs> the whole page. Uh, I'm going to read it all to you. On this, on this day, uh, 1305, going way back. <laughs> wow. William Wallace, who led the Scottish resistance to England, is captured by the English near Glasgow and transported to London for trial and execution. What's William Wallace from, Heather? Braveheart. There it is. Yeah, see, you know pop culture. See, I know something. You know something. I know something. <laughs> um... Since his death, Wallace has obtained an iconic status far beyond his homeland. He is the protagonist of Blind Willie's 15th century epic poem, The Wallace, and is subject of literary works by Sir Walter Scott, Jane Porter, and, of course, the Academy Award-winning film Braveheart. I did look up, like, all the historical inaccuracies of Braveheart. Apparently, there's a lot of them. It's I'm, not... It's I'm like, sure. Well, like, some movies are better than others, right? Like, But apparently yeah. that one... Oh, lib- yeah. yeah. That's always been the knock on that movie. Was that like a thing when the movie came so out? People, I, yeah, ever since people are like, that's not really what happened. Obviously. It's a movie. Settle down. <laughs> uh, so Wallace evaded capture by the English until August 5th of 1305 uh, when a loyal knight, uh, a, no- a, a Scottish knight loyal to King Edward turned Wallace over to the English soldiers. Um, he responded to the treason charge against him by saying, I cannot be a traitor to King Edward. I was never his subject. Boom! Mic drop. He was killed after that. Pretty brutal. Brutal fashion. Um, thoughts on William Wallace? You're Irish. It's not the same as being Scottish. Do you resent no, the Scots? No. No. We will always be brothers in arms against the scourge that is England. <laughs> There's no question. No question. Uh, we might have our quarrels here and there, both, you know, passionate people. But, yeah, no. Down with the English. All the way down. <laughs> all, all the way down. Um, uh, actually, weird... I don't know if this is a weird take. I've actually never really seen Braveheart. What? Like, I've seen like several times. Yeah, I've seen like I feel like there are parts I remember from the movie oh, as though that. I've seen it. Like I've seen the him on the hill doing the whole like rallying the troops. He spends and, half the movie on a hill rallying. <laughs> and I think there's a part where they're pouring the oil or the hot oil on top of the bat, it's like the battering ram seconds, guys. Yeah. yeah, I remember that part. So I'm trying to think of like what part you of the movie. You gotta watch Braveheart. You have to watch it. It's long. Just yeah, watch it. You got time. I, love the soundtrack for <laughs> I also that. never saw The Patriot, which was like I was just going to bring up The Patriot. I did see I The not, Patriot. I did not see that. Uh, you should watch The Patriot. Also yeah. good. It's like Braveheart, but Revolutionary War, yeah. It's a little bit more ham handed because you kind of see it coming again this time, but still. Well, yeah. Just as worth it. Same, exact same kind of movie. Apparently, they tried to make a sequel to Braveheart about uh, Robert the Bruce, who was another uh, Scottish... The guy who looks like Kevin Smith in Braveheart? Yeah. Yeah. He was another historical uh, folk hero of Scotland, so they were going to make a movie about him and what he did after. Yeah, but nobody wants that guy. They want Mel Gibson. They want Gibson. (laughs) Nobody wants Robert the Bruce. Uh, This is probably like Apex Mountain for Mel Gibson. Braveheart? I mean, if I go look up his filmography, we're going to get way off track about yep. the cut stuff. But I'll save it for later, but I don't know what you would ever I'm trying to ahead think of ahead of Braveheart for Mel Gibson. Lethal Weapon? No, Is that too absolutely. early? Too early in his oh, career? They, were, they made a lot of money. Early, though. plus he had other guys who brought him up with him. They made money, but like Payback. Braveheart is. <laughs> Uh, oh, Maverick. It. Maverick's a good one when he's playing cards. You ever see that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to remember yeah. a movie. It's not Braveheart, though. No, you're right. It probably is Braveheart. Uh, I, uh, yeah, really, I can't think of another... Did he win an Academy Award for that? I don't know. Did he win an Academy Award for something? Was no, he, in, he like... wasn't, though. He wasn't he really... He did that Jesus movie. He, was well, he the director, directed though. it. Oh, he was... Oh, he Didn't he movie? get, like, his start doing, like... Oh, it's, like, way early on. Like, like Shakespeare stuff, though, he back in Mad the day? Max. He was in Mad Max. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good movie. True. Yeah. And, I like uh, all the Mad Max movies. It's in Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> conspiracy Theory. <laughs> With Julia yeah. Roberts. Is he in Ransom? Oh, yeah. 90s popcorn movie. Yeah. Is he in Ransom? Yeah, he was also in Ransom. Ransom. Give me back my son! He I was, of course, in Signs. Actually, oh, I, I like that movie. I enjoy Signs. I, ride, I like that. I also ride for Signs, I think. I went on a date 
uh, that movie. So yeah. Like, yeah, good times. Then it went Science. downhill with Step Brothers. Just downhill. That was with Mark Wahlberg. He's in that. Will Ferrell. You didn't like Step Brothers? No, that's not Step Brothers. No, 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 no. Not Step Brothers. No. Um, the other uh, coming home. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Daddy's. Home. Yeah, I would say Step Brothers is a modern Sorry, day comedy I'm classic. Off, guys, I'm trying to be cool today with my movies. You're so burned <laughs> out from your camping. Where'd you go camping? I forgot to ask camp. you. I just want a camp. Our oh. camp up north. Uh, moving on. 19... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> on this day, <laughs> nice. 1976, the NBA merged with the ABA. Big day for NBA fans out there. Uh, Kevin, can you name the four ABA franchises who came to the NBA right away? Um, The Sixers? Nope. No. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Indiana Pacers, the New York Nets, later the Brooklyn Nets, and the San Antonio Spurs. There you go. Uh, founded in 1967 to fill the basketball void, uh, not served in the NBA's 10 cities. It's kind of weird the NBA only had 10 cities in that era. They, I mean, they didn't. the NBA didn't even televise. The finals weren't even televised, not on a tape delay, until like the 80s. <laughs> That's the a NBA great point. hasn't been a league. Like, people in the 50s and 60s weren't. It wasn't a dominant it, sport the way that it is. It's crazy, too, when you think about what it's become now. It's probably the most, like, I feel like it's the most popular sport among the young kids when I see talk to them. Like, that's the only one they care about when I'm talking true, about you know, sports. You also don't talk to farmers' kids. That's true. That's true. Uh, despite popular innovations, the ABA was plagued by a series of bad business decisions, among them failure to copyright the red, white, and blue basketball, which was very, very, very wildly popular in the 1970s. Excellent basketball. It's Should've one of the coolest. Should have uh, kept that. Uh, seeing the writing on the wall, several ABA owners agreed to a merger. And in August of 1976, with the NBA, uh, they dismantled the rest of the teams and dispersed the players into the NBA. Um, I looked up a couple names from some of these teams because they're pretty wild. You ready for a couple of these? Sure. The Spirits of St. Louis, which I think is the one that a lot of people know. That's like a famous one. The Anaheim Amigos, the Baltimore Claws, the Carolina Cougars, the uh, oh, we got the Floridians. That's it. Just the Floridians. Kansas City Floridians. Just, yeah. The Houston Mavericks. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, obviously. The Kentucky Colonels. The Los Angeles Stars. The Memphis Sounds. I actually kind of like that one, the Memphis Sounds. It's pretty good. Then the Miami Floridians, because they wanted to be specific right. about which city from Florida they were in. Uh, I mean, all I ever think of with the ABA now is that, uh, again, Will Ferrell movie, uh, Semi-Pro, where he plays on the Flint Tropics, who is not, uh, unfortunately, a real... ABA team. We're moving on. Uh, on this day, 1998, uh, the American TV show Whose Line Is It Anyway debuts on ABC. Well, it uh, it went off the air in 2013, but it no uh, sorry went off the air in 2007, but it just got rebooted on the CW hmm. uh, in the, in 2013. It's like BattleBots; it goes in like cycles. Once in a while, it's on TV, then it goes away for a while, then it comes back, and no one can really ever explain why. Okay. Uh, the reason I bring this one up is I made Kevin watch an episode of Whose Lines Anyway mm-hmm. on Amazon a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I love this show. I love this show. When I was a kid, I thought it was the funniest damn show. And I don't think we got one laugh out of the whole episode. It did yeah, not hold up. Here's it, the you? thing. Here's the thing. I like Whose Line Is It Anyway. But this was like the weird British version from like 1993 oh. or 1992. Yeah, okay. I mean, you got to give me Drew no. Carey. You've yeah. got to give me like an actual camera. The, the whole actual, yeah. American yeah. audience. Yeah, no. I used to watch that show all the why time. Why did you even watch that one? That was the one that was on Amazon. He needed the British oh. one. I was just flipping oh. through. He I loves the British the guy. American. It's his favorite guy. Gee, Heather, leave me alone. The British version <laughs> did last for 10 seasons. They had 136 episodes. Uh, the format of the American show was very similar. Uh, the major difference was that Drew Carey was much more explicit about saying that the points don't matter and sort of emphasized that throughout the whole episode. 
Uh, also, they had stricter censoring of language and content for the soft, mm-hmm. weak American audience. Uh, it was, of course, canceled in 2003 because of low ratings. But again, it's back with Aisha Tyler in the Drew Carey role, but pretty much everyone else is the same. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the guys that are on there, I feel like it's the same, like, four dudes. I guess bring Wayne Brady back. I like Wayne Brady. If Wayne Brady's still on there, I like the, I don't, the tall, skinny guy in his little tiny guy. Oh, that's Ryan Stiles. He oh, goes all the way back to the British show. He's oh, been on okay. there forever. It really, honestly, that's the crazy part about the show. Like, there's at least two guys, uh, the bald little short guy and the tall thin mm-hmm. guy, who've been on the show going all the way back to, like, 1988. Like, every incarnation of yeah. it. So, good on them for... For getting paid. I respect it. Uh, on this day, we don't have to linger too much in this one, Kev. On this day, 2013, Major League Baseball bans New York Yankees infielder Alex Rodriguez for 211 games as a result of the Biogenesis Laboratory scandal. Mm-hmm. Cheating. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a big-time cheater. Yeah, he. Uh, we don't have to dig through the sordid details. Uh, but basically, on February 7, 2014, it was announced that he was dropping his lawsuit. <laughs> uh, everyone's mad. I skipped a lot. I promise you I skipped a lot. I skipped a lot. Uh, in 2014, in November that year, he revealed that he had admitted already to the DEA, even though he admit, uh, denied it in public, that he had used performance-enhancing drugs. People booed him. They hated him. They're so mad. As of February 2017, he's been dating Jennifer Lopez. As of March 2019, they're engaged. Now he's on TV again. People love him. He's the toast of the town. Everybody loves A-Rod. People forget that David Ortiz took steroids. People forget that he David He always said he was going to get to the bottom of it. Took steroids. talked about it again. But A-Rod's back. Like, no joke. Like, no, I didn't, he is. I, I didn't know that the A-Rod resurgence had happened until it was already here. Well, I was, it's, it's already over. Yeah. He's getting backlash. <laughs> He's getting backlash. Yeah, no, the back, they're back. They're almost back on our backlash. You yeah. can't get... Here's the thing. If you connect yourself with J-Lo, you'll always be... You'll always have some of that J-Lo rub. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves J-Lo. No, most people... Jayla's super backlash. Really? Because like really? she's horrible. I like Jayla. She's like a really awful person. I know. Well, how so? She like, like mean she to her treat, kids? Yeah, she... she treats like people really terribly and she's like really yeah. rotten and everything she's done. That's like her whole I didn't really? know that. thing is, yeah, she I thinks saw, that she's I didn't like, see her that way. I thought she was She funny. thinks she's like the queen of the world, she's but she Jenny treats people block. horribly. Well, that's kind of what people say. Like, what the hell's the matter with this lady? You're supposed to be Jenny from the block. <laughs> that's true. No love lost. Don't be fooled by the rocks that she's got. Um, so here's just a quick list of some celebrities who've bounced back from major scandals in their career. We'll just go through really quickly. Hugh Grant. Remember Hugh Grant? Oh, he got busted for having a prostitute in 1995. Oh, I know that. How quaint. But then he came back in 1999 with the huge hit, Notting Hill. People love that movie. Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, 2001. He's back. People love him. No one cares about prostitutes hmm. anymore. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Everyone loves Reese. She's a big star. perfect. Oh, nope. DUI-related incident in Atlanta, Georgia, 2013. Drinking and driving. I mean, that's a list. That's a long list. <laughs> long list. It's a long list of celebrities. I'm just going to say Woody Allen. Oh, I'm going to skip right past that one. Yeah. Just keep moving right past mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. Robert Downey Jr. See, they come back, then they go out again. <laughs> yeah. He has an amazing comeback. Robert Downey Jr. is uh, pretty wild when you think Robert about him. that he was like, was it, he was like cocaine? Or whatever, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone thought he was going to die from crack drug overdose. Yeah. Like, and was... wild drugs. Uh, you know, Iron Man obviously was a big one. I loved him in the movie Zodiac, which was 2007, oh, yeah. which is actually he's really That's a good great in. Movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is back. People love Tom Cruise again. Know, Top right? Gun. People were down because of the Scientology. I'm, I'm still down movie, on the Scientology. What, Tom Cruise Maverick? Yeah, I'm, all I'm about I'm that. 100% in. I'm with you. Yep. You can, hey. You can ride with me anytime. Oh, nice. All right, cool. All right, uh, you can be my wingman. Is that like a Top Gun thing? Well, yeah. no, it'd be, you can be my wingman anytime, and then you'd have to go, no. 
you can be mine. Can That's be how the movie <laughs> ends. Do you remember that? No. Oh, the top. Oh, dude, you guys, come on. I mean, you guys, you know. We'll I watched the movie a long time ago. We just did the whole handshake. Britney Spears guys. is next on the list. Oh, remember Britney Spears? Back out again. Like she never, I was going to say she's out again. Well, she's at that Las Vegas show. She's no, out here. She just canceled it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She canceled it and they got conservative. And like they she... took her money and power back. Yeah, and they put her in a little place for a while. Well, yeah. I was going to say Alex Baldwin's the next one. He might be back out again, too, right? Is, that, is Baldwin yeah, on the back, back out? out? All right, well. So, see, it comes, it's waves, all just a, it comes in waves. It's all just a cycle. All right. It comes in waves. Just no matter how far you wash out to sea before you're back again. <laughs> and then on this day, a sad note, on this day, 2015, comedian Jon Stewart hosts The Daily Show for the last oh, time, the final one. episode of The Daily Show. Man, we could really use that. How about it? Wait, I know. <laughs> Known as an outspoken, humorous critic of personality driven media shows, uh, Stewart benefit. Uh, critics say that he benefited from a double standard, which was that he critiqued others. Uh, from a safe and removed position as a news satire show. Uh, he asserts that neither his show nor Comedy Central reports to be anything other than satire. Yeah, that's disingenuous. He was wide yeah. open for the smoke the whole time and nobody wanted to bring it to him. Yeah. He just served it up to him on a platter and <laughs> sent him, told him where to go. He really was the best. And it's mm-hmm. it really, there's a lot of guys I like, even now, Like, uh, and he just really had that. Nobody's close. No, there's really nobody even close. Even Colbert, who I think is an excellent, excellent yeah, host. He's really good. This whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same. Since leaving The Daily Show, Stewart has, for the no, most part, nothing. well, he's maintained a low profile except sustained advocacy of the 9-11 first responders, yeah, that. which is worth it for the amazing photo of him with Mitch McConnell walking by him and him, like, laughing as McConnell's on the way down the hall I to go, oh, I'll show it. It's, it's wild. Um, wild stuff. On, uh, on August 5th, 2015, uh, you know who the last guest of the show was? Has not aged well. The last guest of the Daily Show. Yikes! Mm. Louis C.K. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tough. Not the only person on the show though. For the final uh, hour-long plus finale, uh, featured reunions from correspondents and cameos and video clips from people he had targeted over the years, including Bill O'Reilly, John McCain, Chris Christie, Hillary Clinton, and notoriously Arby's Restaurant, which he is always like cracked on. Uh, included with a performance by Bruce Springsteen, the boss, the, the boss, and the E Street Band. Yeah, if you here's the thing, if you could have John Stewart back, would you just want more Daily Show? Would you want him to like take Daily Show back over from? He can, have, any, he can yeah, have anything he, he wants. Have there. Yeah, give him the yeah. Daily Show. Put him up. Put him on. Put him on NBC. That'd be great. Give him Jimmy Fallon show. Let him and Colbert <laughs> run it head to head. That'd be pretty good. Let him do the debate. Let him do everything. Ooh, have him run. Would you Would you vote for John Stewart? No. Sucker. Isn't this? He's a celebrity. People like celebrities. I, know, I would no. like idiots like celebrities. <laughs> um, I would like to. I mean, if he wants to run for something, I I would be as supportive as I could be if he was running for like True. Congress or Governor, yeah, or House of Representatives, something yeah. like that. And do I think he doesn't have it in him? That's a whole different story. But if you want to run for something, run for something else. Mm-hmm. You know, work uh, your way up. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I have four quick bits from other blogs. They're much shorter than normal, so we'll just do quick answers, okay? I like these ones. Mm. Is there... Okay, here's the first well, one. You don't get these. Mm. History. <laughs> Is there a movie star alive who you believe does their own laundry... Uh, this guy says maybe Paul Giamatti. Is there any movie star you think is so earnest and so humble that they're out there doing their own laundry? Tons. Tons? Tons? Yeah. Yeah. You think, I feel like Chris Evans doing his own laundry. I feel like uh, certain certain people just like, I like doing things myself. Maybe it's yeah. like the normality of doing something that a regular person would do. A lot of stuff is these people got like kids, they got all sorts of different mm-hmm. things. I'm not saying there's not help and not people around, but like... There's enough people who you could call movie stars that have come from enough different backgrounds that I'm sure there's some of them who are just like, well, the washing machine's right here. Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of like who the most earnest like I met J.K. Simmons. He seemed like a nice guy. I bet he's done his own laundry once or twice. I think he's probably he probably knows how to do his laundry. I would but imagine. Jennifer Gardner does her own laundry. Jennifer, I, she yeah. does. <laughs> do you who like who's the celebrity who almost certainly has never done their own J-Lo. laundry? Many of them. J Lo. J Lo. Justin <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Who has a better job, restaurant critic or sports columnist? Restaurant critic. Or sports columnist. I think sports columnist. Sports columnist. Because I sports, hear more yeah. names, and I don't know a rest. I don't know one. At yeah. least there's a chance you might get paid. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there's no way to be a restaurant critic without getting some flack one way or the other. Like I don't care about the flack. I mean, people can walk off with their flack if they got something. Yeah, it's but they can pay for. It. Yeah, I, yeah. I just feel like I mean, yeah. There's no upward mobility. What's the highest ceiling of a restaurant critic as compared to the highest ceiling for a sports? No, that's a great point. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, so this is a good one. Completely naked and in broad daylight. How far do you think you could get away from your house before you got caught? What's caught mean? <laughs> God, I would assume, like, like someone see me? Or uh, like they full on I would assume captured and apprehended. apprehended. I would say to Genesee Street. <laughs> That's about as far as I can get before it's too public and you get... I'm like, on French Road, so by the time I get on the end of my driveway... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Something's wrong. Kev, you're much larger than me. You'd be much easier to spot. Yeah. In the, in the it's true. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. I mean, it dep- I take big strides, I though. Big, big strides. Big strides. <laughs> but by the time they get the car down there and over, yeah, you could, you could get further, I think. It could be one yeah. long, strided, if big foot picture. If caught means picked here. up and arrested, then I think, I mean, if you're moving at a decent clip. Price chopper? You get your price chopper. You definitely could. If you were jogging. <laughs> You could get past the oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, all right. And last but not least, this is when uh, we're getting uh, a little Christmas in August question. Uh, my child asked me last night, has anyone ever actually gotten coal for Christmas? And so we ask you, has anyone ever actually given their kid nothing but a stocking full of coal for Christmas? Of course, my grandmother. Yeah? Gave my Uncle John <laughs> nothing but coal one year. Oh, but today, yeah, though, in today's... He don't, don't make a sad face for that. He deserved it. <laughs> well... Okay, in modern day culture, is there anyone who's getting any parent who's getting away with that? Of course. No. Yeah, you think somewhere? What do you even get away with? Yeah. What your the hell are people? What are so? What kids are, would be so disappointed if you gave them nothing. Yeah, but they're your you kids. Mean nothing. I always see as a joke, like no, oh, no, no, nothing but coal. The only cold. thing you're you got a bad little yeah, kid. Some terrible cold. parent. Some horrendous like... little kid. The crummy parents who hate them. Yeah, yeah. I bet it happens. I bet it happens. Or pe- cool, it's due to your no, it's it's not even that. It's not even the people who are like, oh, I hate my kid. But it's people like, I got to teach my kid how to be tough and be a real That's man. That's what I feel like they're doing. My they're parents doing never that. hugged me, so I'm not hugging this kid. <laughs> Those are the people who are doing it. But yeah, we can get caught. Kid can't do anything. Nobody can do anything to you if you choose to do it. <laughs> I was gonna do a brief uh, Premier League preparation segment with Justin when he got here but he's not here so we're going to go with the alternate segment that's fine doesn't matter it's, no one cares no one cares besides me and him it's just for us uh, I was on a, cares. <laughs> about Premier League soccer starting this weekend no, there's like a 5% cares. like just you two yeah it's just us <laughs> Uh, so I have two quick things I found on the internet I thought were interesting. Uh, both The Ringer last week and The AV Club this week are doing 1999 week. I don't know why this is like, is it just because there's no... Because it's 2019. And now it's the time for 1999 content? Yeah. 20 years later. So uh, The Ringer put out a list of the top, uh, top. We'll, we'll just do the top 10 singles of 1999. Are you ready for some of these songs? Because we were here for them in 1999. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Number 10, Say My Name. Destiny's Child. I love that song. I always played it in my car. I still know like some of the lyrics to that song, which twenty years later, I mean, that means I probably still. I that's a good one. I still have the CD. Do you have? Oh yeah. 
<laughs> you have a yeah. CD. Is it still, does your car have a CD player in it? No. I was going to say. Uh, number nine, Got Your Money, Old Dirty Bastard, featuring oh, Kellis. I know. Mm-hmm. Yo. Kellis. Kellis, I guess. There he is. Uh, got Your Money, one of my favorite rap songs of all time. It's great. Really? It's got a great hook. I just love. It's I true. Just love, it, the hook is so good. I just, it, it's because I, I just, I dig it. That It cracks me up every time. Great hook. ODB. All right, number eight. Okay. Believe by Cher, the song that really popularized oh, wow. auto-tune in modern culture. Like, really, I, again. Yeah, progenitors. I listened to it, though. It's a good, I it's, did. It's I objectively lie. a very good song. Back then, you had no choice. I was in 11th grade. Well, no, not even that, but, like, back then, you just listened to whatever radio, you listened to yeah. because that's what, there, the that's what there was. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, number seven, I don't know this one. X Factor by Lauryn Hill. I know a lot of Lauryn yeah. Hill songs. Mm-hmm. Which one's X Factor? I know, mm-hmm. like, that thing and... Like uh, everything is that was it. There's a couple of the songs I don't know this one though, and then I'm off the top of my head. Is this one she least. was rebelling? No, this is. No, I don't remember. Yeah, I, it's I just... all about Wyclef. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I have to go back and listen. You should go listen to that whole album. <laughs> Number six, Juvenile, back that ass up. Oh Number six, <laughs> landmark hip hop. That was like song. at every high school party. Landmark hip hop song that changed a lot of things in rap music permanently and made uh, a lot of southern rap music. It was one of the first times that the southern rap music really mm-hmm. sort of came up and appealed to all the people because before that it was a lot of East Coast, West Coast. Yep. This is when it switched off and you start to see like Outkast get popular. Yeah. And Paul Wall and all those idiots a few years later. I mean, uh, I remember. First time Little Wayne was ever on a song, too. He was like 14. Really? He's got the last. It's not even a verse. It's just like it's a little coda in the back of Back That Ass Up. Uh, This is a Maiden Utica classic that Justin loves to play all the time. Steal My Sunshine by the band Len. Do you remember this? (laughs) Actually, this one's a little rough for me now in hindsight. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was rough the whole time. It's it's popular though. It was a big it was a big giant hit. I remember the music that video. The shit is rough. I remember the music video kind of like, like on the bikes like yeah, going around. Yeah, 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 a nice yeah. sunny California day. Yeah. Number four. I want it that way. Colossal. By the Backstreet Boys. I mean, modern standard. The pop song that dudes who in that era were like, oh, I don't like the Backstreet. That's still a banger. Still, it was a hit. You knew the lyrics to it. Number three. Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey featuring Jay Z. Probably like the last. I forgot about that. It's probably like the last huge Mariah Carey song. I think. Yeah. 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 Ubiquitous, like big giant Mariah Carey song. Because you forget, like in the '90s, she was dominant. Yeah. Like she was putting out like during that and whole. She was album, huge before that. The album Fantasy with like yeah. Always Be My Baby and Fantasy, yeah. and then she did Honey with like ODB and Puff Daddy and Mace. I think she lost her voice. The riding jet skis. Yeah, she just got old too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They uh, the ringer called it an apt send off to her youthful persona as she transitioned into being one of the more mature singers in the room. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, number two, No Scrubs, TLC. TLC favored very uh, highly as, I think, in, in hindsight, like a lot of TLC stuff, like, yeah, underappreciated how good they mm-hmm. were at TLC. Mm-hmm. This song was everywhere, by the way. And then it had a response song because people were mad about it. You remember No oh, Pigeons? I about which is that. a terrible song. I forgot about that. No Scrubs is a banger, though. Still a good song. Still kills. Number one, they put Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Well, yeah, no, yeah. she was like. Yeah. She was 1999. 99, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> was the top of the mountain. I had uh, one of my, my kids in school ask me once, like, what kind of music did you guys listen to, like, in high school? And I was like, well, we used to, like, watch, like, a lot of this, like, TRL music and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'd go home and watch these music videos. So I pulled up a bunch of these music videos, and Oops, I Did It Again was on the list of music videos, and I had to turn it off. I was like, yeah. oh, no, I can't. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I can't be playing this here for you children. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was high. Yeah, where were you? Did you forget? <laughs> well, it was on like an auto streaming. Like, there was like a bunch. Yeah. It was like uh, you know, two thousands, nineteen ninety nine music videos. It was like all Backstreet Boys and ninety eight degrees and stuff like that. That stuff is still weirdly popular. Like the actual music, the kids like like that kind of like boy bandy. Yeah, because because yeah. it's like, I mean it's. Yeah. Pop music, like at its purest form, is some of the broadest appeal kind of music yeah. there is. So that makes sense. Yeah, pop music. Talk about pop music. I had one more thing. We'll save it for next week. Uh, thank you once again to Katie Jack Valley from Observer Dispatch for joining us. Thanks to Heather for making it this week. I know. I'm, I'm glad I could make it. <laughs> Maybe two in a row next week. Maybe. We'll see. Unless we'll... the zoo needs her. Unless Ooh. the zoo needs her. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> uh, follow Kevin on Twitter underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow Heather at Heather Was One. Follow me at SF Doom, or just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what did I say? I forget some of them in there. Facebook. I say Facebook. Facebook's in there. Uh, that's it. Sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Uh, Woodstock lives. Uh, that's it. Tape machines are rolling. We are desperately, desperately out of time. We will see you next week for another episode of the Uticast. Okay. Bye-bye now.